Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We are continuing the series about the practice the principle and practice of honor and last week pastor b3 uh i'm told they have been re- they've been putting back the roof uh <laughs> ever since <laughs> when she was talking about uh honoring spiritual parents i'm glad i didn't have to preach that message in the way i'm so glad i was not around you know like oof, i'll survive that one <laughs> Because they all thought I'm talking for myself. So I'm so happy someone else preached that segment. And now I can continue on safer ground. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Pastor Ari is in the house. She's looking splendid. Now those who are watching on TV and listening on radio, you wonder why are we excited about all these pastors? My friend, do you love me? feed my they've responded to Jesus's challenge so that's why we're excited about them amen special greetings to those in worship harvest UK and worship harvest Europe who were with last week we send you greetings thanks for hosting us loving on us keep going keep growing uh, yes you know we have worship harvest in Dusseldorf London and other places in the UK will be telling you where we have something going on in Geneva, Paris and now US is coming on board in the last half of the year so if you have any people who are following worship harvest and they're in the United States of America we would like to connect them to the leaders there so just let us know and Canada remember our elder Julius Kanyamunyu is in Canada things have started catching fire and you know it is the work of the Lord for us we are just here speaking Lusogish but God is working today we're talking about honor and the blessing honor and the blessing and uh, all these things are in the book the principle and practice of honor which if you haven't bought for your relatives having bought for yourself you should I just got a, a testimony from one of our pastors one of their members read this book in you know they come from a family that is complicated and uh, sh- she was like she had been sidelined you know like when they put you on the side and the family is complex things so in, in spite of the pain she decided to honor her father and then a reconciliation happened in the family that had failed to take place for years. Now, this person lives in another country. But their father lives in Uganda. A reconciliation so happened that family came together. And then they appointed her the family pastor. Yeah. And when they heard she was coming to Uganda, they decided to have a meeting. They said, please come. You're the one going to 
minister to us. So, the Bible says that in Ephesians 1 through, we are blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So when we talk about honor and the blessing, we are not talking about you being blessed because already you are. What we are talking about is the manifestation of that blessing. I want you to understand me well. If it was true that Ephesians 1.3 makes it obvious that we are all blessed and walking in the blessing, then we wouldn't be having different life experiences as long as we are in Christ. But why do we have different life experiences? Because that blessing is seed form. The spiritual blessing is the word of God. That's why Jesus said that the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life, John 6.63. And so, without you activating or planting the seed of the blessing, of the word, through different actions of faith, of which honor is one, but I think it's the most effective, so far from the ones I've tried. You continue walking around like a person who was given a million dollars and they put it in a certain bank account and you've never withdrawn it and you are asking us for a ride or some money for a border. The money you have, the experience of having money, you don't. Blessed you are. Experience of being blessed, you don't have. There is no manifestation. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says that he became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich, but have met many broke Christians. Ah, by his stripes we were healed, but have met many sick Christians. And it's, it's not that sickness is not a, a sin or something wrong. It just means the enemy is attacking you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, the honor, there is no, I have not met anything in the Bible that manifests the blessing of God in your life like the principle and practice of honor. It's not, if it's there, please show me. At least in my life, I haven't met it. And I think I've been reading the Bible for a few years now. Jesus tells the Pharisees in Mark and Matthew, Ma Matthew 15 or 16, 15, Mark 7. He says they are arguing about honor because they, they say they are not going to send anything to their parents or to do anything for them because they have put aside the money for rise and build. For you say it is a gift to God Therefore, you let him not do anything for his father and mother. And he says, hypocrites. In other words, you don't do one and not do the other. That's why you're not paid two shillings. Well, like, it's two. So, 
one for God, one for me. You have enough divisions of whatever you make to divide between the different responsibilities. Am I making sense? So he tells them that you have made the word of God of no effect through your tradition. Think about that. Here is the word of God. Here is what it says about you. And then you make it of no effect. It's like people who... It's like when you have a really, really good car with no fuel. <laughs> yeah. You've made the Mercedes of no effect through your non-fueling. Are we following? So, blessed, yes. Evidence, show us. Let's look at a story. Genesis 27. It's a long one, so you'll need to cooperate in terms of reading and reading loudly and quickly and other such together. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, I don't hear you. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. And Esau told him, Of course I can see that. I do not know the day of my death. That part I added. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver. I can't hear you guys reading. I, are we okay? And your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. This is the opening sequence in this very controversial, very strange, very entertaining you could make a movie out of this particular chapter of the Bible. So here is an old man who tells his old, older son, Esau, I'm, I think I'm about to die. So this is what you should do. Go hunt X, Y, Z. Bring it, prepare it the way I like it. In other words, you know how I like it. And bring it to me that I may eat it. And then he says, that my soul may bless you before I die. Quickly, three things come to mind when you look at this scripture. Are we together? The first is that not everyone has the power to bless. Yeah, if you're writing, you can write that. Not everyone has the power to bless. You see, the church is full of ignorant people who are suffering in their faith because they refuse the wisdom of God. You can heap blessers upon yourself and say, yeah, you will bless me, you will bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, and collect 100 of them and your life will still be the same. Because you don't choose your blessers. The blessing is from God. So because it's from God, he's the one that chooses who he delegates to bless all blessers are simply delegated authority 
carriers. So you don't show up and say, You look like the one. Hey. Papa bless her. <laughs> Even if their name is Papa bless her, you. <laughs> it's Papa bless her, not Papa bless her. Not everyone has the power to bless. Don't be unwise. Yeah. If he tells you honor your father and mother, <laughs> you, if, look, your uncle may be nicer to you. Your auntie may have more money than your mom. But the people with the power to bless are those ones. So forget looking for your blessers. Appointing. Nowadays people appoint spiritual fathers over themselves. If you find that this one is overcorrecting you about your character, you go find another one. Who will not bother you? They will just tell you all the good things you want to hear. Is that how you were parented? Did your parents only tell you the good things you wanted to hear? Is, is that how you, you got here? What happened when you are being parented? What do the good parents do? They encourage, they correct, they rebuke. It's the same thing with discipling and spiritual parenting. It involves the whole thing. But when you have people just zooming from one fellowship to another because Zoom, zoom to your blessing. That's not what they mean. <laughs> so you cannot look. You, you, not everyone has the power to bless, even if you want. Yeah, even if you buy how many bottles of anointing oil and you go around telling everyone, you also pour on me and pray. You also, yeah, yeah. you will just end up with. A lot of oil, olive oil, maybe even sunflower oil. Who knows? You'll just be oily. You think that this is a saloon? <laughs> Are you following? So, this young man, his father tells him, Go and do this that my soul may bless you I am the only one who is going to do it for you so there are some people that God appoints in your life in my life I can't heap blessers upon myself yeah God gives you parents as blessers he gives you pastors as blessers if you're married God gives you this is going to annoy some people, but it is what is in the scriptures. Husbands are blessers. Yeah. Husbands are blessers. Husbands have the power to bless. He says, husbands, love your wives. The way Christ loves the church. Uh-huh. That he gave himself for her. That he might cleanse her. It is, it is answered by the washing of water by the word. 
the primary reason why wives need to submit to their husbands is for the purpose of blessing. Because you can't pour water from one cup to another if the cup receiving the water does not go a little bit lower than the cup that's pouring the water. That is not today's topic, but I could as well preempt. So, married women have an advantage because they have God as a blesser, the, the parents, if you have a father or whoever took your father's place as a blesser, that's why usually they are heirs. A husband as a blesser, a pastor as a blesser. I mean, how do you go around walking around sad and whatever? No. You have too many blessers to you to, for, to be cast. Not possible. So that's the first. Not everyone has the power to bless. And for those who have the power to bless, you have to be careful about that. You might be withholding blessing from people thinking someone else will bless them when you're the one God has appointed to bless them. So it's both ways. Two, the person with the blessing may not look the part. Yeah. Watch, watch out for that. The person, look, Isaac was blind. Couldn't see. He was blind and so helpless. He was fooled into blessing the wrong person. And yet, if you are a good student of the Bible and history and current trends, you will see that, you know, did you know that about 25% of all billionaires are Jews? And uh, they have a disproportionate percentage of Nobel prizes disproportionate to their population when when 25% are, are, are billionaires are Jews and they are only 2% of the world's 0.2% of the world's population that's not look whether you you are believing it or not doesn't change the facts Now, this means that this old blind man in those few words and he's wanting some commit well, inside there was Facebook, Google, Oracle, Bloomberg name all that, that gigantic billionaire businesses owned by Jews today they were in Isaac a man who couldn't see so some of you your problem is that your blesser doesn't look the part. Maybe your parents are not even born again, so you have dismissed them from the responsibility of blessing. No, it doesn't say you honor your father and mother who are born again. No, it's honor your father and mother, period. The blesser may not look the part. Oh, how fooled have the people been through the ages? looking for the right blesser 
when the right blesser is in their midst and they miss the point. The blesser may not look the part. Jesus told the Jews, you missed it. Even Jesus, they missed it. All the blessers have been missed. Paul was beaten to almost to death and back to life. Jesus was missed. Everyone, they've met the blesser and they missed it. Because they didn't look the part. The blesser may be poorer than you. Look, later on we will see, but Pharaoh, the king of the most significant empire of that time, which would be today the US, saw Jacob and understood something and let the man bless him. Bible says Jacob blessed Pharaoh. The man is coming, he's running from famine. What does he have to contribute to Pharaoh? But Jacob blessed Pharaoh. The blesser may be poorer than you. The blesser may be younger than you. Most of the people that Jesus should have blessed but rejected him were older than him. The blesser may be a woman when you're a man. I was going to say a different gender then I realized that the problem is not uniform <laughs> when you've just walked through a desert and you're about to die of thirst and people start bringing water to save you and then you say no 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 I, I can't drink from a woman's cup you are an idiot yeah. You're about to die and maybe you should die. You deserve. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're white and you say, I can't drink from a black man's cup, you'll die also. The greatest move of the Holy Spirit in the last 100 years was packed off by a black woman. A black man who was blind in one eye William Seymour and all the whites who humbled themselves received it and those who didn't they are still arguing the blesser one you one what was the first point not everyone has the power to bless yeah Two, the blesser may not look the part. Yeah. So, watch out. Three, oh, by the way, on that part, Christian women who are born again and married that may not look the part. Maybe they don't even go to church. So don't operate with a lack of wisdom. 
could do mic drop, but yesterday I was thinking about something, something not so good. Can I share it? That in Christian marriages, most wives respect ungodly husbands and disrespect godly husbands. Most wives respect ungodly husbands because they know that they, they, you know, they could do anything. They can go out and get another woman. Yeah, they can go and not come back until two days later. So you are... Uh, please. Let's talk. Meanwhile, the godly husbands who are there on time, they watch the... Nonsense. They, yeah. Where will he go? I'll report him to the pastor. <laughs> Where will he go? What will he do? Shout, I am wise. Yeah. In Christian marriages, in, in secular marriages, uh, the men have a lot of power. In Christian marriages, the women have a lot of power. Because the women misinterpret the men's being and authority as being weak. The second point was that the place I may not look the part. That other part, just forget it. Yeah. I was just saying that your blesser may be your husband who is not even born again. And you start you know, stretching your nose against him. But the thing is, it usually doesn't happen because uh, women who are married to husbands who are not born again usually are more respectful of them than those who are married to husbands who are born again. So maybe those who are married to husbands who are born again need to take even more care. You can hear a pin drop. Thirdly, the blesser determines the conditions of the blessing under which to bless. Let me say, why didn't Isaac just call Esau and say, you, uh, come, come, come. I'm, I think I'm about to die. Kneel down. Uh, why this mechanism of go, find what, cook it the way I want? Even me, I don't know. Okay? The things you don't know, leave them there where you don't know them and work with the things you know if they tell you go bring meat with the curry powder and what simbambili and uh, royko or about what that's what you bring don't be like <laughs> ah. so the blesser this is very important you see God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. The reason many people seem stuck in life is simply pride. We are human beings. We carry pride, you know, for nothing moreover. You know, sometimes you're like, 
Okay, that person, given what they have achieved, maybe let's allow them 5% to be proud. But some people, you are, you know what? They are being proud and they're like, for what now? Yeah, you don't even have a basis for your pride. It's just that you're a human being. So pride is a human problem. Yeah, it's a human problem. So, remember the blesser determines the conditions. If he says for you to have eternal life, you must be born again. That's what you do. You don't go asking, how about those who were born before Jesus? How about those who were born in Kadizu? How about those who have never had? You, you, you have had. The blesser determines the conditions. Are we together? Now, after this, a movie happens. Rebecca, Jacob's mother, who is also Esau's mother, overhears that conversation, tells Jacob, this is what I've had. Bring two goats, cook this way, dresses him in goat skin, says, now go. Pretend to be Esau. And the boy is like, eh, 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 eh. if I get caught. And she's like, let it be on me. Let the curse be on me if you're caught. This woman understood the importance of what was going on. So the guy comes, Genesis 27, verse 26, we are going to go forward. Now, two things before we go forward. Will I finish this sermon? Anyway, two things, very important. One, whoever got there first got the blessing. It wasn't whoever was, it was for. Two, the one who was there. Can you imagine when Isaac was praying blessing in his mind and heart and whatever? Esau, he was praying for Esau. But where was the blessing going? Jacob. Even me, I don't know how God allowed that, but he did. So he blessed him. He said some nice words. The blessing is what? What? The blessing is simply what? When God blessed Adam and Eve, he said to them. Melchizedek blessed Abraham, he said to him. The blessing is what? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, which is that? The word. But let me get to the gist of this. And look at verse 30 to 33. Now it happened. Now this guy has pulled off the master stroke. He has survived being caught. Now you really have to understand how this thing worked. Because remember So the guy has brought the wrong what? The, the thing. He has put on goat skin on his hands and his body. The blesser 
is seated, ready to eat and to bless. So when he calls him after, you think that Jacob was standing up and Isaac was feeling for his legs. When he said that the voices of, his, of Jacob, but the bodies of Israel, where did he touch? What was his posture? He was either kneeling or prostrating. That's how he could. Otherwise, you'll have said the legs. They, they did put the goat skin on the legs because they were not going to be feeling for any legs. It shows you the kind of posture you need to be in to be blessed. Down. Humility. Anyway, he pulls it off. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. Read the next part. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? I'm your son, your firstborn Esau. Next part needs to be read by all the congregation. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Why is the one who the game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came and I have blessed him and indeed he shall be blessed. This is the part that always rocks me. The guy blessed the wrong guy. And he says, indeed he shall be. Now, let me quickly help you think through this. Isaac had two sons. The older was. The younger was. Jacob. Isaac was an exceedingly wealthy man. With thousands of animals. Lands. Tents, workers. Do you remember Abraham had like a thousand servants in his household? When he died, who do you think inherited all those things? Who do you think inherited all those things? Isaac. Isaac inherited all of Abraham's wealth and multiplied it. Because he sold in the, in the time of famine, Genesis 26, 13. Give us 26, 13. And he ripped a hundredfold. 26, 13. Give, give us 26, 12. Click up. Then Isaac sold in that land and ripped in the same year. This is a man who has already inherited Abraham's wealth. He ripped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Next verse. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. No, no, no. Okay. He had possessions. Okay, possession. You see some people, they say they are, they are prosperous, but they have no possessions. He had possessions of flocks, herds, great number of servants, so the Philistines envied. Here is how you know you're prosperous. When non-believers envy you. Yeah, if they've never written fake stories about you and where you got your money, you are not yet prosperous to biblical standards. 
Give me verse 13 in the King James Version even though the people are not smiling anymore. <coughs> Together. The man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. This is Isaac. Look, he has all these things and he's going to hand them over to who? Esau. Why is he trembling over a few words he has spoken over someone else? Because those few words he spoke over Jacob were of much more value than all the property that he had. Yeah. I will wait for you. <laughs> With much more value. That's why he was trembling. Because Isaac left with a stick. He crossed the Jordan with a stick to go to his uncle's place because Esau wanted to kill him. He went alone. Look, he didn't even take a servant. You would think someone of that stature and from that, at least take a servant. Look, when Rebecca was coming to be married and produced that same Isaac, she came with servants. The boy went alone. He used the stone as a pillow on his way with a stick. And yet he had much more in those few words from his father than the one who was left behind with thousands of servants and tens of thousands of animals and lands and tents and name it. The blessing far supersedes the inheritance. Oh yes. That's why, don't go fighting your siblings. Just go, get the Bible and start reading it. <laughs> yeah, just get the Bible and read it and see what happens to you. Are you following? He trembled. Today, there is a nation called Israel which has produced the wealthiest people in the world and the greatest inventors in the world over the years. And we, we don't have a record of a nation called Esau or Edom, which came from Esau. Israel is Jacob. Thousands of years later, the blessing keeps on increasing while the things Esau inherited, we don't know where they are. What does this mean? Spiritual things gain value over time while physical things lose value over time. Never forget that. Spiritual things gain value over time while physical things... You see these chairs here? In a year's time, they will not look like this. They will have lost value. That's why accountants, they have something called depreciation. Your laptop is depreciating. Your dresses are depreciating. Your car is depreciating. Even your house is depreciating. But spiritual things, like the blessing, they gain value over time. Over time, you just see manifestation. 
this ministry has gained value over time because there's a blessing of God on it. Yeah. Spiritual things gain value over time. Examine your life and see if it feels like stagnated or what. There's something in there. Spiritual things gain value over time. Physical things lose value over time. And you might be and say, what is he saying? For, for us, we have money. Look, for you, you have money. You know nothing. Let me educate you a little bit. Even Esau had money. A lot more money than you have. <laughs> Look, they told Isaac, a whole king, Abimelech told Isaac, please, can you move a little bit? You are distorting our economy. You are distorting the economy of our country. You're much greater than us. You know, in Uganda, we use a, a term which they don't use anywhere else in the world. Extend. We went to Nairobi for fearless, and people were telling people, extend, and they're like, how do I extend? Meaning, move up. It's so hard money. If you have money today, what value do you think it will be in a hundred years? In two hundred years? In five hundred years? Look, those who carry the blessing, the value of their lineage will only be increasing with time. You're talking about what you see. You don't know what the economies will be. Jacob didn't know that his children would live all over the world, that they would be thrown out of Israel, that they would be whatever, that they would invent all these technological things. 6,000 years, 4,000 years later, the blessing is just increasing. While those who had things have nothing to show. Are you following? Spirit, that's why Christians, we should be spiritual. Let's not be carnal. Let's not be as if we of the world. Let's have an understanding of what it is that we walked into when we accepted Christ. Because we walked into a thing that is spiritual that gains value over time but we keep behaving like we are not in that thing. Oh yeah. Spiritual things gain value over time. People who... Anyway, spiritual things gain value over time. <sighs> the evidence is all around that spiritual things gain value over time. So, while Israel is increasing up to today, go and look at Forbes 400 and, and, and such and say, how many, of course they don't talk about it because of anti-Semitism. So they hide their wealth the Jews. Because they, they know that all the Gentiles hate them. So they hide it. But they've gained value over time. The camels and sheep and donkeys and whatever and tents and servants that Esau inherited, there is nothing today. Even you, in your families, you know what I'm talking about. 
that people never seem to successfully transfer wealth across generations. And people who seemed like dependents 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whoever, who everyone was helping out as oh Bambi, they are now the ones who have to help out others today. What happened? Physical things. Forget them. Are you with me? I need to finish. So Jacob goes with his stick. He's working for his uncle. His uncle tries to cheat him. Things don't work. He's just increasing. Until his uncle told him that, I know that God has blessed me for your sake. You know when you carry blessing, it doesn't matter where you are. It works. So by the time he's coming back to meet his brother, he has so much. Anyway, they leave. Life happens. There's a famine. Jacob goes to Egypt. I'm finishing. Joseph has gone ahead, has prepared for them. You see that transfer kept happening like that. So Jacob has gone to Egypt and Pharaoh, Pharaoh tells Joseph, bring your father and gives him land. He gives him a place to stay. And then, and then, give me that scripture of Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And then Joseph took Jacob to meet Pharaoh. Hmm? Church, are you with me? Genesis 47, 7 to 10. We have to, I'm wrapping it up. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. 7 to 10, uh, friends, comrades, countrymen. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed. I, I mean, I want you to think about that. What, what, what's that? They've taken you to meet the president of the US. A refugee who's looking for food. Jacob. In your mind, what do you think happened? In my mind, I think Pharaoh got off the throne, got down, and the man blessed him. Then they had a conversation. Next verse. Pharaoh said to Jacob, how old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, this is very important. This part, don't think we are wasting time. The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have been not attained, they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. I will not read more texts, I'll just explain to you what happened. After that. Pharaoh owned everything in Egypt. All the money, you know, those Egyptians who in the seven years of plenty they were just also having fun. They were not saving the 20% like we have trained people here in Wash Harvest. They came. We are out of grain. 
He said, bring the money. All the money became Pharaoh's. We are out of money. We are out of grain. Bring the cattle. All the livestock became Pharaoh's. We are out of money. We are out of livestock. We are out of grain. Bring the land. All the land became Pharaoh's. We are out of money. We are out of livestock. We are out of land, which are liquid assets, movable assets, and fixed assets. Bring your bodies. Serve Pharaoh. Pharaoh owned everything going forward after that man blessing him. What a shock. Oops. What a shock. The time is up. Here is what happened. In all those years of that man, no one had ever done anything for him. The first person to ever do anything for Jacob to relieve him of his pain and evil days was Pharaoh. He was the first one to give him a place to stay, a chariot to ride, and I don't know what. And he, Jacob blessed Pharaoh before he blessed his own children. The first person. To, remember, the blessing is being carried by this person because he received it from his father Isaac who received it from Abraham. So, a guy is walking around with a thing that can shift nations, but his sons are saying their brother this one is sleeping with his wives what the first person to ever do anything for him was pharaoh that's why he was the first one he blessed afterwards he blessed joseph's sons ephraim and manasseh he called them his own children he said this will be mine so he distorted heaven's agenda he had now 13 sons in effect instead of 12 god had to take out levi and said, this one uh, will take my inheritance because heaven had organized to, to have 12 tribes of Israel 12 sons of Jacob 12 tribes of Israel 12 foundations uh, 12 gates of the heavenly Jerusalem it's, it was all lined up years before and this guy in his eagerness to bless he gives the double portion to Joseph who is the second last instead of the first Reuben and so God has to take out one of them says this one so that they retain 12 the power of the blessing you people but what do we see that is consistent and by the way from my reading the only two nations I see that have consistently stayed from biblical times up to today, in spite of being conquered, etc., etc., and they are there, they are still in Tigris, is Israel, which is from Jacob, and Egypt. Yeah. The rest, come and go, come and go. Ah. And what did, what have this, what do we see that they did to, to, to retain, to obtain the blessing? Honor. Honor. The principle of honor. Amen. Do you receive the word? Do you understand it? Why don't we stand and pray? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you for your love and care for us. Thank you for the wisdom that you impart to us. That we are not helpless. That we are not without knowledge. We are not without help. Thank you, Lord, because we see in the scriptures how Jacob was blessed even though he wasn't supposed to be. And how Pharaoh was blessed even though he was not supposed to be. Simply because they honored those that you gave the power to bless. Give us the wisdom to honor those that you've given the power to bless. To honor our parents. To honor our spouses. To honor those that you call into our lives that we may experience you. To honor you, Lord. Your word declares that we should honor you with our possessions and with the first fruit of all our increase. And who is a greater blesser than you, O Lord? That you will change our lives forever as we honor you. We know that you are more than able to do it. That tens of years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, if you should tarry, our, our offspring will continue to walk blessed because we practice this principle. We honor you with our lives. We honor you with our substance. We honor you with our time this Sunday morning to come to worship, to come and worship with others and be in fellowship. We honor you. We know that you have already blessed us and we know that it will always manifest. Amen and amen. Can you keep praying? Just pray in the spirit if you can. And if you're here and you have never given your life to Jesus, I want to pray with you. I want to give you an opportunity because all of this is in Christ. In Christ we have already been blessed. I want to give you that opportunity. Maybe you are invited by a friend. Maybe you have been coming and you've been listening in and wondering how this goes. The Bible says that with the heart you believe to righteousness and with the mouth you confess to salvation. And how do you confess? When we pray together. So if you're there and that's you, I want you to put your hand right up where you are in this room, your right hand, put it up. I want to see it. And in the other rooms, in the other locations, there's someone there. There's a pastor at the front receiving you. Amen, amen. Just put your hand up and say, Pastor, pray with me. Today is my day of salvation. Today is your day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Some people may just be praying, but if you want to give your life to Jesus, thank you for that hand, my brother. Someone else, just, just put it up. Just put it up. And we pray together. Just put it up and we pray together. Just put it up and we pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. There's no better day to give your life to Jesus than today. Don't let anything tell you to wait. No. Whatever is telling you to wait is not of God. Thank you, my sister. I see that hand. Whatever is telling you to wait is not of God. Just put that hand up and we pray together. Yes. I want to invite you, my brother and my sister, to come and let's pray for me at the front. Anyone else? Anyone else? Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Your life will never be the same. Come, my sister. It's okay. You can stay standing. Just stay standing. 
someone else, you're there. You're like, I want to give my life to Jesus. Today is the best day. Best day. Welcome, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Your life will never be the same. Somebody else? Anyone? All right. We have reached my favorite part of the service where you, we do the ministry together. Just check with your neighbor and find out in case they are being fearful. Assure them that you will walk with them to the front. That they, they will never walk alone. That in this part of the service, this is Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club. They will, never, they will not walk alone. Just check with them. I'm serious. Check with them. You might make assumptions, but sometimes people are fearing all the eyes. Anyone else? You want to give your life to Jesus today? All right. Amen. You've checked and it's all okay in, in paradise. All right. Let's pray together. Those who are joining us online and we're in, in our hosting centers and locations, at our locations, there's a pastor at the front. Please walk forward to the front and receive. If you are joining us online, I want you to call or text the number on your screen 0775642449. 0775642449. My brother and my sister, you're welcome. You're going to pray after me, and these people will join you so that you're not praying alone. Say, Lord Jesus, you, you pray. What I pray is what you pray. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, give you my life today. I give you my life today. I receive your life. Receive your life. Forgive, me my sins forgive me my sins and give me eternal life. Give me, eternal life. Give me, joy. Give me joy. Give me the Holy Spirit. Give me, the Holy Spirit. Give me wisdom. That I will be able to walk with you all the days of my life. And all the people say, Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Uh, this right here is Pastor Stephen. You may have seen him earlier on in the MC moment. He's going to take your contacts and then he'll call you back to check on you. Is that okay? Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Just he's right here. Just go with him. Amen. Do you receive the word? Hey, do you receive the word? Our service is a little over time, so I will not squeeze more out of it by asking what is Jesus saying to you and what are you going to do about it. But I'm asking that question, and if you have a disciple, which you had better have, I want you to send them the response to that question. Amen. Because I want you to be exceedingly blessed. Amen. So Father, thank you for today. Thank you for these wonderful people. Thank you because you are teaching us how to walk in your blessing. And friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may you lack nothing good in this time, in this life. And may you see his favor, even in this rest month. May you find rest. May your sleep be sweet. May your communion and friendships and relationships be warm and joyful. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen. Our services are beginning at 11.30 at all the different locations. 
and here at worship Havel scenario we have the youth experience at 11:30 and the luganda service at 11:30 so you're welcome to join us Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.